up everyone welcome back to forfeit the long-awaited return of episode 81 metal matt here brought to you by what's natalie's new podcast lingerie lipstick lover boy speaking of lover boys speaking of lover boys we got the wild bill we got big john stud we got the j-lo gentlemen it's good to be back I have to cut it short. I, I, I had to do my guest spot on Lipstick League. <laughs> what What is it about, Bill? Because I, I know that you probably know all about it. Listen, it's about Philly women being themselves, being proud to be women in Philly and love Philly sports. Now, who's the co-host? Because I don't know who that who that chick is. I can't. Nicole Michalik. Okay. She's a Ruskin, a Russian broad. Okay. Anyone do any intel on 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 this lineup here? I you know I I didn't know much about it other than got a pretty cool logo. Okay. Nice. We could do that. For, I mean, we could do that for our like you know like one of our alternative logos for our, for our four sets of lips. <laughs> well, I, I wish her a lot of luck because you know I any time I would tune into the Mikey Miss show, which was not very often lately. But every time I would tune in, she would say about four words every hour. So they probably they probably they probably phased phased her out pretty pretty good to the point where she was ready to go. But hey, man, shout out, best of luck to you. Yeah, I I don't know what she's officially announced, what her full time gig is yet. No, I think the. Yeah, because she had, when when she first said this is bittersweet, you know, this is my last day. That seemed like super short notice to be like, yeah, this is my last day. Not like I just put my notice in or or anything. And she said, I'll I'll update, you know, whenever. So I'm guessing maybe it's some sort of maybe like a a local network, oh, but, yeah, or a cold Philly culture type of lifestyle, CW, CW sort of Philly. Thing. She's got her own segment on CW Philly. There you go. That makes that sounds about right. Sounds about right. Well, I mean, you you would think that it would be it would probably be because she. I think she said she's going to stay local, so it's yeah. and she's in media, so it would probably be some sort of either like local type thing, or maybe she pick got picked up by like even like a regional thing where she can do stuff from her from her place. We should that. get her on the pod. We should get her on the pod. We find out all about it. Bill, like, uh, start Mina working Kimes your too. working your mojo over there. Let's see what we I, can do. I feel like Mina Kimes still lives out and um, does all that stuff for ESPN and just still lives out of Seattle. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, they, they, yeah, all those shows they do on ESPN, like they're not in studio still. They're still remote. Yeah. I know my office – as of this Friday is allowing those, if you haven't had masks, I mean, if you had your vaccine, you don't have to wear a mask inside the office if you don't want to. It's yeah. now. So I think a lot of, I'm hearing that more and more. I hear like the 12. I mean, I'd have to think that the, the ESPN analysts will probably stay home if they choose to. Why, 
why why be in the office? I mean, I know yeah. they have a lot of offices, but like they're probably so set set up so well in their in their home by now with you know a light set up, you know, um, a producer's probably been there, wired everything up professionally. Yeah. So why go in? I mean, it, it makes no sense. I mean, and and like let's be real, for probably half of the year. Living in Bristol, Connecticut probably sucks. Uh, I would probably think so. The California office is probably pretty dope. Yeah. But, I don't know. Stay home. Travel when you have to, you know, follow a story or whatever you're covering. And, I mean, even a lot of these guys are covering games and stories and stuff. They have a setup for their hotel room. It's just... Oh man, the world we live in now—it's that future stuff. But um, I don't know. It's been a minute since we've last touched base on Philly sports. What's uh, what's everyone's vibe? What's what's the vibe? I know that the the Phillies have now, you know, are playing more like the Sillies than than anything as of late. They're kind of uh, they're kind That's of frustrating. To, they're kind of frustrating to watch right now. Everybody's hurt. Uh, yeah, yep. they they they've forgotten how to play defense. Um, yeah, I mean, and it it sucks. Like you you saw like a guy like Roman Quinn who just couldn't put it together and and couldn't stay healthy. And at least this year he was being consistent. Like wasn't playing great, but it was at least a, like a, a guy off the bench you could count on in certain. And he blows his Achilles to bits and probably his Phillies career is over and it might've, it might've ended his career career because he's a guy that is a speed merchant. They said he's one of the fastest guys in all of baseball and not anymore. Yeah. He may run like maze, but he hits like shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is Bryce Harper still in the DL too? Oh, uh, he's still hurt too. He's got blue, he's got blue, uh, blue. JT's back though, right? Is he? Yeah, mm-hmm. he played yesterday. He played yesterday, did nothing, but he played. Yeah, I was going to say he was a he was a big contributor to that loss, I'm sure. But and then, of course, baseball. What are you going to do? Long season. Course, We're hurt right now. And and, and Kapler's having a great year, which is great to see. <laughs> But I mean, he he was he was a guy that could probably do well as a manager, and he's showing that now. If you can keep him in check, he came here and he was allowed to run amok and do whatever he wanted, and bring in whatever kind of goofball systems that he wanted. They had a president who didn't give two shits about what was going on as long as he was collecting a fucking paycheck, and you had a GM who is absolutely useless, probably. Probably at this point, you can look back on it and say probably one of the worst Phillies GMs in in the club's history. Like he wasted an entire rebuild. He wasted almost a decade. How I mean, how many prospects have just a, a generation of lost prospects outside of outside of Bohm and and uh, Frenchie? They've got nothing. Like Spencer Howard is struggling now. So like they've got nothing from all of those picks from all of those years of rebuilding from trading away those guys. They have nothing to show for it. So they're going to end up having to 
potentially trade all of these guys again and and hit the reset button on it. It it blows my mind. It's just so frustrating. It's totally frustrating. On a totally unrelated note, I think ever watch American Ninja Warrior and think like, yo man, I think I want to give that a shot. I want to give it a shot. I think I can get like through, you know, part of the obstacle course, you know. I think Forfeit Podcast needs to try to sign up to be on that Wipeout show. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely Wipeout. Like, I've watched that every once in a while. Like, how many dudes are breaking their ankles or legs on this show? I think um, I think we would do pretty good. We would just get into a fist fight with each other before the first thing. Like, Can you even well, win we, that show? Well, we would have, yeah, to, you can we win would have to break off into two, like, groups of two. So it oh, would be God, like would be- you and me, Jesse, or me and Bill, or, you know, or John and oh no, John and Jesse, you two definitely have to do it together. <laughs> Even before we started, we were just be fist fighting. <laughs> uh, uh, no, like John, you you know the thing that like spins around, yeah, and like there's like the water hitting it, but you have to time it. You have to drop off that platform. Like yeah. I can see John like like wanting to go and then hesitate and then wanting to go again and then trying to time it right. And Jesse's just like, just fucking go. We're just supposed to. <laughs> Well, I, what I don't understand about that show is like when you see the thing where you like jump on the big like three balls, no one can yeah. ever do that. It's like that's yeah. what I mean. Like, can you ever actually win you it? You have to weigh. You yeah, have to literally weigh like you have to weigh like you have to weigh like eighty pounds to get yeah. across those balls, dude. Because <laughs> any sort of like like weight is just gonna like catapult you. You know. I I say like I'll watch it and I'll just be like I'm just gonna hit that first bitch like hard as fuck and just hit it and launch across like the other two or three or whatever it is and then probably break my face on the landing and slide off and then fall into the water. And you know that the that one host Nicole is going to be talking all the shit when you just are like broken in half on in the on the in the water underneath just. It's it's so good. Oh my god, it's so good. It says auditions are free. Casting calls. Go to LA and 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 go to the casting call. Oh, two teams of two and three. There you go. Uh, forfeit hitting hitting wipeout. Hanging out doing beers with John Cena afterwards. Absolutely. Yeah, but how could you? You can't see him. You can't Why? see him. Can't see him. <laughs> Why can't you see John Cena? That's the whole John Cena thing. You can't see me. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and he's going to go home. Who cares? It's a wrestling, it's a wrestling joke, Matt. Come on. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. My 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 wrestling knowledge stops at like ninety five, ninety six, probably. Yeah, I'm dude. I'm with you on that one. Like I. I, I got out of wrestling and then got back into it a little bit when um like the what was it the um the outlaw stuff or whatever the hell the the attitude era mm-hmm. they pulled me back in a little bit like when Rock was first starting and he was really good and you still had Stone Cold and you had NWL like that was NWL. fun to watch that was fun that to was watch high for school for that was high school for me like 
like junior senior year that was like attitude nwo like that was that was huge i was in college at that point um what did you guys think of the joel joel and generation x thrusting that was amazing i think that was uh i think that was well received could you and did you hear who's going to ring the bell game five no triple h is he he? yeah he's flying out to ring the bell wow impressive what's the connection to triple what's the what is it just because he did the thrust yeah, and Triple H retweeted it and was like, this is great. <laughs> I sent it in the, the group chat. That's amazing. Yeah, like Triple H was was all about it. Nice. It was uh, good to see Pat Croce ring the bell, have him back in the building. He should be out there climbing the, the fucking Wall Women Bridge again. <laughs> so Joel B went from the from thrusting to throbbing. So I think he's going to be okay though. I'm not, I'm not that worried. I'm well, yeah, like, and we they, don't need, we don't need him for game. We don't need him for tomorrow either. When they, when they broke down what happened, like the fact that their charter got canceled. So they, so you figure he's banged up in the airport, banged up. And then they find out, oh, the flight's canceled. So then they have to go rent a bunch of charter buses. And, like, I don't know Joel Embiid's exact type, but I know he's a big-ass dude. So he ain't fitting in any of those buses. So that's not a comfortable ride with a banged-up knee. They didn't get home till 6 a.m. Like, he wasn't is able to sleep. Is it the same knee he's been tweaking? Uh, I think they said right knee. I don't know what he's been doing in the past. Because like mid season, I remember he had a brace on on one of his knees for a while there, and it was I think ironically I think he tweaked it in Washington that that the, the first time. I think they were saying he he tweaked it in Washington, and then um, you know it got he got he got through it and all, but yeah, I mean ended. To do it against an eight seed, uh, going up against a Lopez brother of all 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 people, and how does how does Robin Lopez hit like twenty hook shots on us? It's good. Would have been part of my uh, ultimate team. Lopez. Oh yeah, with Lopez brother and a Morris brother, I would lo- I would have liked one of each. Would have been would have been nice um, for for, I'm for more when Morris brother than I am Lopez brother. Who's the other Lopez brother? There's Robin and there's Brooke. Um, Brooke. I like. I think Brooke's a little bit more coordinated than Robin is. Robin just takes up space. Either one. I mean, they're they're good solid backup big men that we could really benefit from having in situations like this. Oh well, Mike Scott's not doing it for you, John. <laughs> he's a little, he's a little tough down in the five position. Mike Scott, a little, little tough. Well, it just goes to show you what happens when we do lose Joe, and then they, tar- and then they target Dwight and they get him in foul trouble, which is not a, a not a hard thing to do, you know, <laughs> given the way Dwight plays. So then, who's it leave? Who's it leave us? 
you know? Like, so I was surprised. Well, they had, um, they traded that one guy to get George Hill. Uh, I'm thinking Tony Bradley, but I don't think that was him. No. Um, who was the big guy? Ta- yeah, I know who you're talking about. He was playing real well for us, too. Yeah. Like, he would have been nice to kind of have, but I, I get it. They don't want three big men. But in situations like this, it would, would have been kind of nice. Well, you know, in situations like that, you would have hoped that, like, you know, guys like Tobias Harris, um, guys like Danny Green. Now, they got Danny Green in foul trouble, too, which I, see, I can see Doc's pointing and, and, and sitting him for, for a bit there. But, like, you know, other guys that we acquired, like George Hill. George Hill was, like, I was surprised we weren't giving him more touches, trying to give him the ball a little bit more because he started to get hot in that game. Um, you know, I mean, I, I'm all for, you know, giving Maxi minutes because I feel like they don't they don't really have an answer for him yet. They don't have a lot of film on him or anything, and he's he's by far the quickest guy out there um, in, in any lineup at any given moment. So I feel like, um, I don't know, I, I, I think we're going to be all right tomorrow. We just need guys like Tobias, guys like George Hill, guys like, um, you know, Ben Simmons. They just need to step up and get it done. I mean, this is an eight-seed Wizards team. You know, keep Bradley Beal under control. Robin Lopez isn't gonna, is, is not going to do what he did again. And it's, we're going to take care of business tomorrow, with or without Joel. Well, you just need to figure out, like, even if it's close, like, if they're just going to start hacking Simmons, like, you either have to get him off the court or, I don't know, he starts to act like a professional and hit his fucking shots. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, you can't take him out of the game, unfortunately. You can't take him out of the yeah, then, you can't then take he has to out. hit his shots. Like, well, yeah, I mean that you know that that's that's kind of par for the course, right? Professional athlete hitting foul shots, like, you know, it's kind of like showing up to work on time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he missed yeah. like five last night at the, the tail end of that game, five or six. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't ignore it. You know, it, it's, it's it's a it's an issue, but again, if if he's, you know. I think the argument the best there players. is I think the argument there is what he gives you on the other end of the f- court in 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 many different assets outweighs the fact that he's terrible at hitting free throws but I don't know man when the game's on the line and you're trying to you know what ultimately what ultimately you know is the object of the game in basketball get the ball in the hoop right and score more points than the other team. So when you're, you know, coming down to the wire in a tight game, especially in a play in the playoffs, and it's not going to get any easier from here on out. What, what's normally one of the main deciding factors in the game of basketball, when you look at who wins and loses, I mean, it's turnovers and it's free throws is another big one. Um, you know, Especially, I don't really especially late in games. Late in games. You know? So losing Joel and Pete, they don't have to they don't have to worry about the you know, 
us spreading the floor, floor that much because they they had to double team Joel at times, which opened up the floor for our for our three point shooters. So you know, it just exposes other players, you know, in different ways. And I think it's it's a it's it hurts Ben, and in a lot of ways, it exposes a lot of his deficiencies on the offensive end of the floor. I'll tell Unfor- you, who looks, unfortunately, who looks really good is uh, the Maxi kid. Looks really good. Absolutely, he, uh, he's if anything, he's like the bright spot of of the season so far. At least, I mean, he, he could be the X factor for us. You know, I mean, we've talked about it before. And you look at any team that goes on a championship run in a lot of different sports. You know, it's a combination between good coaching good schemes, um, good game plans, a little bit of luck. But then you also have these guys that are the, you know, the guys that you wouldn't, you know, that, that, that go above and beyond and they just kind of come out of nowhere and you didn't, ex- you wouldn't expect it from them, you know? Um, and teams, you know, ultimately don't have an answer for it cause they don't game plan for it. You know, um, it's kind of like this, it's kind of like the Siakam story. When Toronto went on their run, it's like no one saw that coming. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, he's a rookie. Give him, give him, give him some minutes. You know. Well, when's the last time a, a Sixers rookie, you know, showed off? You know, in in his rookie season. You know, okay, you could argue Thibel a little bit, but like. I mean, he's Maxi. Like in playoff minutes, is like take. Was he taking every games? But I mean, he he helped us come back. You know. Yeah. Yeah, Korkmaz uh, was a was a contributor to, to us coming back and making a run late in that game. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think I think I see where your concern is, John. Whereas. Let's. I'm not so much concerned about tomorrow. I'm not concerned about this series. But if something is seriously wrong with Joel, it's not going to get any easier here down the stretch. And you know, if you know, if we do go on to play the Hawks, I mean, the Hawks and the Wizards, two two different levels of talent there. Um, I just there'd be a level of concern there for me as well. But right now I'm, I'm not pushing the fire alarm just yet. Let's just wait and see what comes back. And, you know, we'll, we'll go from there, but I think we'll definitely take care of business tomorrow. Sure. Oh, show. No, I think, um, I think wild bill has something festering because every time wild bill goes silent there for a while, he's, he's calmly, and very in a cool, collected way, collecting his thoughts to, to, to then unleash his his heat onto the podcast. He's I, got think he's got some, I think he's got some heat boiling after last night. I think he's got some heat about this team. I think there's I, some I, frustration. I, I normally wish that I would. I, I wish that I would, but I, I think. Uh, after tonight's game, I might officially take up bird watching as my number one hobby because I'm tired wow. of watching a bunch of losers come on the court with no heart and lose to a team 
when their two best players go 11 for 42 from the field with 11 turnovers and you can't close out a game. It's a loser. I don't even, it doesn't even matter. We're going to lose to the Hawks in the second round. These guys have no heart. Tobias sucks. Shake sucks. We have one good, pl- two good players, Stiebel and Maxi, and they're both second, you know, young guys. Ben, I'm just done. I'm done. Like, just done. I don't want to hear how easy leap in every other aspect of the game. I, 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 I wish you can win games by with, with assists. Oh, he created 46 points on 15 assists. That's great. That's great. I love having a guy making $35 million go 5 for 20 from the foul line in a playoff series. That's that's definitely. So, I mean, this team, until the, until they beat Brooklyn or Milwaukee, it's it's not going to find anything positive on this one. Time to sound the alarm for, at, at uh, Bill's house. That, that we're no different than the Knicks, than the Jazz, than probably the Suns in that, hey, yeah, we're going to win 50 games in regular season. Look out. Woo-wee. When we get those touch fouls, we're really good. But when it comes to playing man-on-man basketball, we got a bunch of cream puffs, soft <laughs> bitches on this team. <laughs> we don't know how to break anybody down off the dribble. We don't know how to call for the ball when the shot clock's winding down and making the play happen. I just look around and wait for the foul to be called. I'm tired of these guys blaming the refs. Oh, six on. Oh, shut the fuck up. Go to the rack. Go make something happen. You know why Russ won? Because he wanted to win. That's why. Nobody on the Sixers wanted to win last night. And that's just, we're going to win this series. Great. We beat the Wizards. Great. We beat a 33 and 88 team in the playoffs. Like, it's championships are bust. And this team showed last night that there is no championship fight in this team. So people can say, oh, Took a lead with one minute to go, and you only lost by eight. That's great. That's great. You blew a twelve-point lead in the first half against the three and third, thirty-three and thirty-eight team. Like I don't want to hear it. Like team's not good enough. That's that. Like it's you know I I'm I, I'm out on this team. <laughs> like Joel's hurt. He's not he's not going to be the same when he comes back. Like he can't stay healthy. This is like we six years of the process for this and it might seem harsh after one game when you're up three to one but i don't see it the championship you still team, think this is still the process though like yeah yeah i mean until joel and ben are gone it's the process those two are the process that's what we we traded away jimmy butler that was the first end of the process but i'm gonna say this again no championship caliber team loses that game last night I ain't saying so you got to win by ten. Yeah, you had a you had a point lead with two minutes to go, and you couldn't hold the game out. It's just that simple. You lost to a team that was ready to go golfing, and it it just we're, I mean it just showed anything that we're not going to be able to hang with Brooklyn. Like we're just not. So you know we, we could turn on we could turn the games on. Great, woo woo ten nine eight. Yeah, that's great. Those Sixers. I mean, the, the Celtics have been giving Brooklyn all they can handle. Yeah, because they have a superstar. Because they, they have a superstar in Tatum. We don't have nothing. We got a guy that likes a hip thrust and then is so fucking soft, he, he continues to try to do things that 
he doesn't do strongly well. And you're going to say, oh, yes, he can do it all. When has he ever been a good dri- driver from the three-point line? Like, he, he, he's not coordinated enough. This isn't anything new with him. Like, you shouldn't get hurt on a layup attempt when you get blocked by Sideshow Bob going to the fucking <laughs> ring. Like, it, it's, it's just a theme in a nutshell. They start feeling themselves. Oh, you know, and then what happens? So you start playing out of character. Joel shooting threes the whole first quarter yesterday. Like, it's it just, it's, 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 I feel bad for Doc. He deserves better. Maybe the Clippers, the Clippers will take him back. I don't know. But it's, uh, I wish Matt would change the back of his background right now. Can you want to fuck vomit? Oh, my <laughs> God. That is crazy. Well, well, that's the sixes right there. Play the wow. song. <laughs> Play the song. Gonna well, lose to the Hawks. One thing I don't understand is gonna lose. thing I don't understand is 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 Doc coming out. Doc coming out and saying, "I don't understand with this city. You know why they're so frustrated with Ben Simmons and this and that. He's a treasure, and you know, you know it, what he does on the, you know, uh." You know, on all ends of the court is, you know, we don't need him to score and this and that. It's like, well, like we just said, when when it's wire to wire and you need a bucket, you need two free throws, you know, to to edge your team out in a playoff game to close it out. Um, Yeah, like you're thirty five million dollar a year player, um, so-called superstar like. Make make the fucking free throws, man. Like lead the team. Like I said it last night. I was like, this is the perfect opportunity for Ben to show that he can step up and lead this team when we need when we need him to step up and and lead the team. And we all saw how that that went down. But you know, I mean, Doc's been here one year. We've had to deal with Ben Ben's bullshit for how long now. This is fourth year. Five years? Four years? Five uh, years? Uh, might be, I think, the fourth. I think he was 16 or 17. The fourth. The, well, it's the fourth year with him playing, right? And then it's the first year with him out all year. I think this is his fifth season playing. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, look, I love Doc, but, like, come to me in five years. We'll see what, you know, if you're still even here, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you know, where I'm at with this franchise. It's this one game. Like I said, we're not going to lose the series. I'm not. I mean, and, and we, 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 we might have to win it in seven, and I don't say that in just. Like, this might go seven if Joel's out came five and six. So, like, like, that's what is, I think, getting overlooked with all this. It's like. Bradley, they beat us without Joel. Yes, that's a big, obviously, missing piece. But the fact is he's out for game five. And Washington's two best players had the worst playoff games of their career and still beat us. What are we going to do with Beal and, and actually has a decent game and puts up his 35 like normal? And Russ puts up his 30. We can't outscore these guys. Like, we proved it. We scored 53 points without Joel yesterday. I mean, we don't score. We just don't score. Seth's playing her with a bad ankle. Toby's got a bad ankle. Like, like they're not talking it up, but they're they're. I mean, it's the playoffs. Everybody's hurt. But when Toby gets blocked by a guy who's six two, smaller than me, is Smith smaller than me? 
Yeah, that Clock, was bad. Dick Pine Toby. That was bad. Not even from behind. Like, I get it from behind. You don't see a guy coming. Face to face. Like, man up in his face. Could be backs him down and gets fucking blocked. Yeah, that was bad. Like, and this is what my, this is my issue with Toby and with Ben. That, yeah, Toby puts up 37 when in game one. When Joel's doing his thing, puts up 30. There's no pressure on Toby to do what he needs to do. Look at that. The second that they put pressure on Toby and Ben, what happened? Toby goes 8 for 22, I think, and Ben, I don't even, 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 even need to go on Ben. Ben doesn't shoot the ball unless he can dunk it. And then that, that bitch, you guys can't even dunk the ball. It gets fucking blocked. If I see Ben Simmons go for one more power layup and get blocked by a guy smaller than him and fucking Gafford, Christ almighty, he's taller than Gafford, and he fucking gets blocked by Gafford on every time he goes Gafford's to the gonna, I think Gafford's going to be a, a decent piece for them, though. It's he's just young. It's just it's just disgusting. It's just it's just disgusting to watch this team. Like have to we have to rely on Corkmaz and you know now now we're excited about Maxi, a rookie that I mean I John's right there had I mean the last rookie that I know that played decent early on was it was Igudala because he came into the AI back into AI years when we still kind of were a playoff team and and AI came in I mean Iggy came in and played pretty well. But it's just it's just disappointing because I really really thought that this was a year that they were set up right. Like Brooklyn needed a year to figure it out to get the right pieces in place next year defensively to match with the big three they got. But it don't matter. Like it just doesn't matter. Joel, he just I have no confidence he's going to come back even like eighty percent of what Joel is, and. I mean, it's it just it's just, it just hard that, you know, another year of just devoting to this team, thinking that this is it. And then Joel tries to do another sports center. I'm going to drive it from half court, bring the ball up myself, and show everybody what I can do. And what do you know? He falls down because he has no fucking coordination when he does when he leaves his feet. He just does it. He just, I, you know, I it reminds it. me of – it reminds me of, like – the bubble, the bubble last year, right? Like everything it, was, everyone was. Ben got hurt. Ben was out for the playoffs, and that was like they're out for it. It oh. was like, well, Ben got hurt. So what are you gonna do? We just don't have, we don't have our rotation. And you know? embarrassed by by Boston, embarrassed, got swept, swept, and then you know, it 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 just sucks that that. I mean, the, the the basketball gods just hate us, and because Joel is not going to stay healthy for when it matters, it just it's just so it's just so sickening that this team just. I thought this was like a really well built team, and that we could maybe do, like, do something without Joel, or if he got, he can't do anything without Joel. We can't. Pl- I mean, it's it's yeah. I just uh, I well, still that's, that's what, I think that's what the Ben Simmons. I think it's what you're feeling, Bill, about Ben Simmons is we sort of all felt that Ben Simmons with the contract and the hype around him, that he would be more of the superstar where like, you know, if Kobe, this is a bad comparison, but you know, if Kobe and Shaq, if Shaq gets hurt, you always had Kobe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that that's what kind of what we thought we had our Shaq and Kobe, but really what we have is, um, you know, a, a, I don't want to even put Ben in a category compared to, I don't even know what, where I would compare Ben to from a player perspective of like an old ex NBA player, but he's just not, 
he's really one dimensional when it comes to offensive production. And you're right. He's magic. He's he's Magic Johnson minus the scoring. I mean, it's basically what he is. Yeah, I mean, and that's really a slight. I mean, I think I think Magic deserves more credit than than Ben. But you know, like to Jesse's point, like. Jesse's right. And, you know, we we joke with Jesse about basketball and and his knowledge of it, but he gets it like free throws. But that's your point, John. But that's your point. Even even someone, no offense, Jesse, but someone who doesn't watch basketball all the time, it'd be like, it'd be like, Jesse, it'd be like you taking me to a union game and me just, just looking at me knowing nothing from nothing, right? And and things going totally wrong in the soccer game, and I'm just like, well, no shit because of X, Y, and Z. It's it's just like the things are so blatantly obvious. Yeah, I, I get why I get why Doc sort of defends him from what's going on in the media and everything else. But like at, at some point, like when he accepts that they were getting like one point per possession. I'm kind of like, well, that's free money. Don't give them free money. Like they'll stop fouling if it's even money every time up the court. But absolutely, I, you know, I again, I, I always joke. Becca always says, like, you know, that's why they're called free throws, right? Because I always say, like, they're free throws. There's, there's no reason why. Whether if you can't, I always thought this about Shaq. Shaq always missed free throws, but if could you imagine if Shaq for all the free throws that Shaq missed, if he made them, how much of like a, a total point scorer he would have been? Oh, he'd be like a scoring champion. Yeah, like it. It was ridiculous. It, it it didn't make any sense. Like at some point, like just throw it underhand, or like what you see now with Dwight Howard. Like at least he takes a step back. Like I always thought Shaq should have took a step back. I don't know what's with Ben's sort of like. His little left is like he kind of like throws the ball to the side a little bit. And has like a spin. He on just it. has um, whether you, whether it's a free throw or any. He just has no touch. I'll give you he the one no touch. The one reason, John, why he looked terrible. It because he's ready. Because thank you, he is not fucking left-handed. It and, and anybody who wants to try to argue and say that he that I'm wrong, I fucking stab you in the throat because you don't know anything <laughs> you're talking about. It's unfucking believable. Every single drive he does, he goes to – when you drive the ball, what do you do? You go to your dominant side. How does Ben finish every fucking drive with his right-handed layup? Every single fu- – I don't know any basketball player who's been playing ball who doesn't go in hard to their dominant side. Oh, man, I man, never man. see Ben laid up his left. I haven't seen once. I haven't seen it once. The baby hook is always right-handed. Oh, go figure. And it looks kind of decent sometimes because he shoots with his real hand. Like, that's literally the Sixers in a nutshell. Our supposed to be second best player doesn't shoot the hand he's supposed to shoot with. And a la the prestige, there's the process. That is not what we are. Our superstar doesn't shoot the hand he's supposed to shoot with. And we're supposed to win a championship that way. Well, I guess it's an upgrade from drafting a guy who forgot how to shoot. At least he's, at least he's, I mean, he's not using his dominant hand, but hey, at least he didn't forget how to shoot. It, it was so. Uh, it's it's so it's 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 just so the Sixers. It's just so the God, and, and just watching Tatum become a superstar when we could have had him on this team. Uh, uh, 
Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I yeah, I just uh, I'm 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 just really nut punched right now with this team. Like um, Tatum's going to be Tatum's going to be joining Jimmy Butler after tonight. So yeah, well, it's not they're not winning this game. No, I mean, I mean the Heat. I mean the the Nets. I mean, it's you know people can say about their defense and whatever, and yeah, there's this and that, but. And when you score 140, it don't take a lot of defense to win those games. And anybody who watches basketball and wants to tell me that the Nets aren't the best team in basketball, I would just really question what are you, what are you watching? Because if you watch the Nets for a prolonged period of time, they're unstoppable on offense, truly. I mean, when they're on. And I don't know. I guess I, I, I had this crazy notion that Joel Embiid could be the dominant, the best player in the series, and and usually in the NBA, the best player in the series wins the series. Well, that went out the window when he, when he tried to fucking uh, top ten Brook Lo- Robin Lopez, and he gets embarrassed, and then it's his title hopes. Yeah, I can't believe I can't believe that a Lopez brother of all big men fucking blocks him. And Joel has put him out. We watched the play. I don't see any reason why he has to fall to the ground other than that's what he does. You went out for a layup. You got blocked. Why did you fall? Like, why do you have to always fall? He's always trying to draw a foul and this and that. You're yeah, not a six foot. You're not Russell Westbrook. You're a 300 pound dude. 300 pound dudes are meant to, aren't meant to fall like that. I don't know. I, I, I just, I just can't believe I put my sweat equity into a team that is so flawed. <laughs> And and our, and our superstar just just can't stay healthy. I mean, I don't care if it's he ties his shoe the wrong way in the locker room. He just he's out again. He's hurt uh, again, the, like the fifth time this season. So you know, isn't it go. more of a? Isn't it also though more of a um, an issue with like someone like Tobias? Like, let's face it. Like we talk about NBA teams and how they're constructed. Big three, right? Every team's yeah. got a big three. At least and, a big two. At least like a like at least a big two and a great supporting cast. But why big isn't Tobias? Why isn't Tobias getting more pressure for for what he should be doing? I, I just I said him too. I said Toby sucks. Like I'm tired of this. Toby can be that guy because every time Toby's supposed to be the guy, he can't be. Toby can put up thirty when Joel puts up thirty. It's that simple. Because Joel's getting double teamed, then lets Toby slash. And I usually mean somebody smaller than Toby's guarding him, and he can go to the rack and finish. But when somebody plays him man up, he can't do shit if they're the same size as he is. Can't do shit. And it's it just – last night, the Wizards literally play no defense, had 20-plus turnovers, and we couldn't beat them. And we blew a 12-point lead in the process. And you're so, right, Phil. Like, the whole first quarter, they looked like they were ready to go golfing. They were like literally they were just done. so checked out. So checked out. 100% that. 100%. And then Heads they down, no juice, stop playing and, defense. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, let's, you know, Ben flexing on dunks. That's great. Let's flex on a fast break dunk. Good job, pal. <laughs> but the second Joel goes out, oh. you know. They, they knew. They knew. They knew. They knew what to do. They knew how to adjust. They if you like, took time, and and I and I never want to watch Game Four again. But those listeners who did watch it as well, I lost count the amount of times that I watched my 
quote unquote point guard in Ben, bring the ball across half court and then give the ball to Dwight Howard five feet behind the three point line and then run away and wait for Dwight to do a yeah. dribble move for somebody. I don't understand. That's our point guard giving the ball to the fucking Dwight the Howard. guy with the worst ball handle I think I've ever seen in my life. It's unbelievable. He did it at least four, five, six times. He hands the ball every time. Oh, here's the ball. I'm going to go to the rim and try to dunk it really hard, guys. Don't worry about me. Like, he's not a point guard. I don't want to hear anybody tell me. he's. Yes, he can facilitate. He's good on the fast break. He can make, he, he, he can make a great pass. Because he's six ten and a half quarter times, but he's not a point guard. I would kill Ferrando right now over Ben Simmons. John, I've never been more wrong about my life. I would, we would, I would literally be doing cartwheels if we had Chris Paul right now over Ben Simmons. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah, I mean, uh, Rondo would have been a good one too. Where to God? So, somebody, so here, here, here's, so here's an interesting question. Say we get eliminated by the Hawks in the second round, our season's over. There's serious question marks around. If we whether, lose to the Hawks, there is zero way Ben Simmons can be on this team next year. There so is yeah, zero. And, I, and I, I disagree. They're not going to lose to the Hawks. They're not. Do we package him up? Do we package him up and ship him off to Toronto and work Who a deal for them? Lowry? Tried it. Nobody wants him. Larry's a free agent, and I don't want Kyle Larry either. But I mean, that's where we're at. We're gonna we're gonna pay a guy a max contract at thirty five, who's a below forty percent three point shooter and below forty percent from the field. But that's how that's where we are right now. But that probably end essentially, up that's essentially what you're saying. You would want. You said you'd want Chris Paul over Ben Simmons right now. I mean, that's essentially the yeah. same. That's where we're at. That's where, I mean, Chris Paul's a little better than Kyle Lowry, but they're the same player. I need somebody who can lead this team who can run an offense, who can go be a leader. I don't need a guy like Ben just sitting there quiet with his head down. They were talking about it on the radio today about how teammates were pumping him up on the way to the foul line because he was, he was so in his head about the foul shot, saying, come on, you got this, bro. Like, I didn't see it, but I guess they said players were, like, talking to him on the yeah. way to the line. Like, come on, man, come on, man, you got this. Like, I just yeah, Danny, Danny Green got on to him. I don't understand you? it. It's the first thing. It's the, it's the first shot. That you learn when you learn how to play basketball. The first one. The first thing you learn, other than a layup, the next thing you learn is how to shoot a foul shot. It, it, and, and, I, and it's not even fair to pick on Ben because he's, he is what he is. He's, he's, he's said numerous times, I'm an all-star. I don't got to change. You're right. You make $30 million a year. Why, why, why should you change? And he's 100% right, and I mean this. If you're if you got to the NBA and got a and with the number one pick and got a max contract playing the way you play, why do you think you should change your game? Because the media and fans say it. I don't give a fuck. If you want to win a chance, if you want to, the one thing he'll he's probably going to look back on on his career if he doesn't make some changes and evolve his game is, I never won a championship. I don't think I don't think he cares. He's gonna be in that. He's unless he goes ring chasing, which I can see him do later on in his career. He could go chase some rings. He'll be sent. He'll tell you right. He'll go right to the Lakers. He will go. We will. We will trade his ass right to the Lakers. It's uh, no. He'll sign the free agency. Probably he'll wait. He'll wait it out. Nah, they'll trade him. They're gonna have to trade him if 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 this happens. We're really. I mean, I'm 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 riding Bill's dark cloud right now, but like, if 
if it doesn't pan out with him, they will they will trade him one hundred percent. You're right. I think yeah, because honestly, John said it earlier, and Matt, I think you brought it up. One of you guys brought it up. I apologize. I forget who. My apologies. But I think if John said you can't take him out of the game, and you're right, because if you take Ben out of the game one time in that situation, he will quit on this team. He will. Oh yeah. Him. Well, no, it, it will it will fuck his head up so bad. Not only will he quit on the team, he'll take it personally, but it will it will fuck his head up and his confidence so bad. I mean, if he's if he's already shook about going to the free throw line, if you pull him after not hitting a couple free throws, that's it, dude. He's he won gone. a couple. He was he, he's like he, he's like a he'd be like a he, he'd be like an NFL kicker who's shanked a couple dingers, easy one bunnies. And you pull him, and then he's no more. Go- he's no more good. Yeah. No, I mean, that, it's it's a, it's the yips. He gets the yips. Yeah. Right. We have two number one picks in three years. Get the yips. <laughs> but here's the thing: what we need, and I agree with you, Bill, is we don't need a guy who gets the yips. We need a guy who, and I don't think we we, we even have. I don't even think Joel. Maybe Joel is the only one that has shown this. This um, attribute is we need a guy who lives for those moments, wants to be in that position. It is, but my lives in that position, dreams about it. I mean, it's unfair to 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 make comparisons to to, you know to say like we need a Kobe Bryant. He's the first guy that comes to mind. You want somebody with a mentality. You want, you want we a need a Damian. We need a Damian Lillard. We need oh, a yeah. guy who's like, I want the ball in my hands when the game is on the line. That is when I'm comfortable. That is when I want all eyes on me. I I am. I live for those moments. We don't have a single guy on this team like that at all, and that's what concerns me more about more than Joel getting injured. Anything. It's. And I think we knew that all along. And I think that we were kind of talking ourselves into the way this team was being, was constructed. And I think I think they I think you know they went it went in all in on you know as long as Joel is healthy, this system that Doc Rivers is is coaching will work because it's been no, proven it to work. Yeah. Joe is the anchor. You but it. It's like it's like Jenga, right? It's like Joe Joel is like that that one piece in the Jenga puzzle that if you pull that thing, it's come, it's it's falling down, man. And he could, I mean, you can you can you can argue with whatever about this year, but I'm going to tell you the the player we needed and had. If we had Jimmy Butler, it's a championship season, and we had him and gave him up for a bag of peanuts because. Brett didn't like him, and he questioned how I did my coaching ways. Uh, 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 let's get rid of a top 10 NBA player, because for our coach, we're going to fucking fire anyway. That we fucking knew. It's it's. Uh. That's why I feel like there was something else there with the Jimmy Butler thing, because if it was just a discrepancy between between him and him and uh, Brett Brown, I, I mean, we would have found a ben, way to keep ben him. Ben didn't want him there. It's that simple. Ben and Brett won the battle over Joel. Joel wanted him to stay. That's documented. They were very close. Joel knew he was the kind of killer this team needed. 
And Ben didn't want him here because in the fourth quarter, Jimmy became the point guard. And Ben didn't like that. I'm the point guard on this team. Brett told me I'm the point guard. You fucking soft little bitch. I don't want to hear shit out of your mouth. Fucking 5 for 20 from the foul line. Get out of my face. It's, it's just insane that, like, and then Doc thinks it's an attitude. Why do you got to be hating on this guy? He makes 35 fucking million dollars. That's why I'm going to hate on this guy. That's what I don't get. It's like, I love you, Doc, but, like, come to me in, like, three seasons if you're still here. Like, and, and we'll see if he's still. Well, you can't, you can't really. Stand up sorry, Jesse, go ahead. Sorry. He's got to stand up for his guy. Like, yeah, you're right. Well, especially no. since he knows that the guy pays attention to the media. I mean, it was, it was like this year when two examples, it was like when, when Wentz was playing terrible, the, the you know, the team was like, you know, we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. Carson's a good quarterback. We're going to get through it. And, you know, you look back at 2017 when you know, Carson's leg blew up and they were playing, they were like unstoppable. You, you know, nobody in that locker room, at least to the media, was like, wow, we're, we're screwed. We're not going to win another game. The playoffs are over now. Like they were, they were like, they were hyping each other up. And, and that's the thing. And, and again, he's a soft dude. Like he reads the media. And if he heard like his coach, saying things and again this is the same guy who the reason that brett brown is no longer the coach is because ben didn't give two shits what what brett said and eventually brett had to go so like you've already coddled this kid he knows he can do whatever the fuck he wants and so so doc has to walk on eggshells with him you're right jesse you nailed it and once again a casual fan can see how fucked up this is (laughs) Like, yeah, it's that simple. Like, I mean, the only things that kind of made matters worse with Ben was midseason when we entertained when we entertained trade offers for him. And I think that that, again, you take a player who who, you know, keeps the media close to their hip and close to their heart. They're going to take offense to that and it's going to play mind games with that, you know, and I just. I don't know. I just – John seems to think that we're, gonna, we're not going to lose to the Hawks. I like to keep a glass half full with him as well. I, I, think, I think we've – I think we're still going to make I – still, I still think we're going to make a run in the playoffs. Um, it's going yeah, to depend on Joel's health. It's going to make – it's going to depend on Joel's health. I'm saying but, if Joel doesn't play, Trey Young's the best player in that series, and the Hawks are going to win. Yeah. I mean, Book it. If Joel's out for the talk series, I I I I want to know who's going to guard Trey Young, and I want to know who's, who's going to how we're going to score 120 a game without Joel. I just want to see that. That's all. Please show me. I don't know. I yeah. Maybe Toby steps up. Who knows? But they couldn't do it against one of the worst teams in basketball yesterday with a purpose. And I don't know. Is there anybody else? Hawks go win Game Five in Madison Square Garden tomorrow. That means they, uh, you know, that means they won two two on the road already. They're gonna feel good about themselves. They got a young and upcoming team. They got a good coach named McMillan, experienced. Well, I don't. Know. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, it's it's if Joel's out, like the season's over. It's just that simple. But hey, yeah, I'm but ready. he is. But you're you you you. Listen, I'm. Uh... <laughs> I get I get the sky's falling thing, but like he's not out. Like he's got a hurt back. He'll be, he, 
I, he'll be fine. I mean, LeBron plays with a hurt back. Like, I mean, bad comparison, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, no, I, I I'm just, I, I guess, I just, um, I, I get worried when I hear MRIs on guys who get hurt tying their shoes and aren't going to play in a game. Like, like I think they're just taking extra, extra steps, extra precautions. It's the yeah. playoffs. It's your franchise guy. Well, and like, like they got in late. Yeah, he got. They didn't get in until six a.m. and he had to go from D.C. to Philly in a fucking charter bus. Like, but that's my whole point. Though with those more dudes, is if he's not that hurt, then just play. If, if well, you like, so a, a, well, there's still a chance he could. Yeah. yeah. So the NBA has like a rule, and I guess it is with now with legalized gambling that you need to have a report to the league x amount of hours before the game. And the best that the Sixers could say was doubtful because there's still a chance that he can play, but they can't be like, oh, so they, yeah. they had to say something. So they're waiting on that MRI. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, no, I mean, I hope he does are right. And I eat, I eat all my words and he plays and puts up 40 tomorrow and the sky is great. But I just get worried that, OK, if it's not in, you know, if it's not serious, he clearly left because he was in discomfort. I don't know how in a couple of days a tweak knee just gets better when you're 300 pounds and seven feet. Like, oh, give him, give him three, four days off. He'll be fine. Like, I mean, if, it, if it's a, if it's a, you know, if it's a bruise, then Toradol, give him some Toradol. It just needs to heal a little bit. So, and the the fact that uh, Woj then came out later and said, you know, the the Sixers aren't really concerned. They don't think it's going to be an issue. They don't think it's going to – it's very serious, and they don't think it's going to end this, end this season. Like, the Sixers – and the other reason they're saying it's doubtful is because it's game five. Like, these guys should be able to beat a bad Wizards team. It's, I totally it's agree, that, bro. It's that <laughs> simple. Like, if they don't – if they don't win that game, yeah, then Joel's probably going to have to take a shot in his knee and, and go out game six. So – I don't know. I guess I, I guess I'm just wary because I I want to be positive. I really do. I don't like being negative, Nancy. I really, really don't. But I that's seen my nothing. job. Uh, it, uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna interview for it tonight, and <laughs> I'm gonna pass that interview with flying colors. I left that. I left some some editing. I need I need a couple of things edited out of this probably. Oh, absolutely. And uh, but it just like. He's not somebody who toughs it through injuries. I'm t- and I'm tired of hearing. And I get it. It's round one. It's game five. Like I get it. The situation to an extent. But this is what I'm talking about. We we coddle these guys. Like you like you telling me Carl Malone didn't have fucked up knees, ankles, you know, wrists and shit. No, he just went out there and played because it's the fucking playoffs. You have all off season to get better. All right. I I get it. Like you got to be safe and sorry. But if he doesn't play game five, to me, he's really hurt. It's that simple. Because if he's not hurt, you march him out there for 20, 25 minutes, you win that fucking game, then you're off for a week. It's that simple. If he doesn't play, I have zero confidence in him rest of the playoffs, in my opinion. That's my opinion. And I could be proven wrong, but you end this series now. Not that we're going to lose it. I'm being facetious when I say that. But – if you really want, I don't know. I just think if you're if you if he's not that hurt and they're not that worried, get his ass out there. Stop coddling him. Let him play through a bone bruise. All right. I don't want to hear. Oh, we got a mat. No, stop it. You manage regular season. 
you play through injuries in the playoffs. Unless your fucking groin's falling off or you have a herniated disc. Oh well. That's why that's why and that's what I guess is so frustrating that and I get it they're athletes, they're not the same as us. You know, it, I, I'm not I'm not trying to make that correlation with the with the two. But I guess as a fan, I'm just so fed up with hearing when we're taking the, the cautious route. For what? We're the one seed. We have the easiest path to the finals we've had in maybe 50 years. Stop being cautious. Go all in. I'm tired of hearing for next year. For what? When Steph goes to the Lakers, possibly, and, we, and now that's a super team that, that no one's going to beat? Because that's coming, possibly. Or if Dave Miller goes, like, it's now. Go win now. I don't want to hear, we got to think of Joel's long-term. No. If he's not that hurt, suit up. Go play. Like, and that's, I guess, where my rage is coming from. I'm tired of hearing. He's 27. He's been in the league six years. This is his seventh year. When is it enough enough with this guy? Go fucking play. Like, that, and maybe, maybe he wants to. And maybe, you know, and they're holding, I'm just saying, I can't take any more as a fan hearing, we got to think long-term with Joel. Long-term is now, like, in my eyes. And I guess, I guess I don't own the team, so those are Josh Harris and the camera, about my opinion, or Daryl Morey probably, although they probably both listen. Shout out to you guys. and just saying what's up. Or, what's maybe, up? or maybe, the harsh, <clears throat> maybe the harsh reality is, is he can't play at that level. He just can't. He can't stay healthy enough. That's what I'm saying. The reality is, is we built they're not going to come out and say that. They're not going to come out and say that in no, press game, I mean, you know, post-game interviews. I, I, don't, I, I don't need them to say that, but what I'm saying is we built this team for the last three to five years around Joel. He's the centerpiece. Yeah, it's only round one, and yeah, it's this and that. But if he's not that hurt, put him out there and play. End the series. End it. Like, stop fucking around. Because what are you going to do? Think long-term. We lose game five and six. Now we got to go out for a game seven, maybe, where anything can fucking happen. Beal could put up 50, so could Russ, maybe. Who knows? Like, like I, I don't understand the mentality of, oh, we're going to play it safe. What do you mean safe? I, like, I, I don't get that anymore. Like, he's not 22 on his rookie deal. He's in the f- third year of his second contract. All right, like this it's is the go time, time. Is now. The time is now, and I, 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 I can't swallow any more of. You got to think long term. It's a long playoff series. No, it's not. We're playing against the Hall of Famer and Ross and Bradley Beer, who feel who almost led the league in scoring, but missed it by point two points. Any given night, there's seventy five points. Go put your best player out there and win the series and end it, and give him a week off. Well, well, what do I know? I'm just. The host of a very successful podcast, co-host. What do I know? <laughs> do you, I guess James Harden would have would have looked good in Sixers blue and red, huh? Yeah, but he didn't want to. He didn't want to be here. Why do you get all upset? He didn't want to be here. I just want to pull, pull, pour some salt in that wound real quick. That we could have had James Harden. Out goddamn window. There was there there was no way he was. The Rockets never would give them to us. You yeah, no. Yeah, offered up the next decade's worth of first-round picks, Joel Embiid and, and Ben Simmons, and they would have been like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, Daryl Morey burned that bridge. Oh, forever. For life. I mean, he made sure he he put enough TNT on that bridge to scorch it for life. Oh, that's 
That's course course scores yours, motherfucker. Scores. I, I don't know. I feel I feel like if if the price, even if it was outlandish and RG three type deal, I think they would have done it. Tillman, I, I Tillman Fertitta is an idiot. You're right. I, I think I think they would have gave up Maxi Seibel, Ben three. I, I think they were like, whatever you want, take it. And then they're like, yeah, you know what? We like Brooklyn Steel better. Fuck you, Meryl. We're out. And like, I I totally agree, John. I think he's like anything you want, take anything you want. Yeah. And they're just like, nah, no, not interested. And they fucked with us. Like they fucked with us. Leaks off to the to Woj. Oh, they're so close. Just to, yeah, like, yeah, no, nah, we 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 were never going to get James, who I thought we could maybe really get a shot at was Beal or Zach Levine. And the Bulls apparently want to build around Zach Levine. And Bradley Beal likes Washington. He don't want to leave apparently. So he likes playing with Russ. So it's we're stuck with Toby and Ben. Yay! So <laughs> real, real quick. Before we wrap, before we wrap, I want to ask Jesse something too. Before we wrap, but let's take a look at the Western Conference real quick. If the Clippers get clipped by Dallas, not happening, and Phoenix somehow, Hope Dallas is upset, good to ups, upsets the Lakers. Like, what do you, like the West is like wide wide open. Yeah. No, I think I think Utah. I don't think it's gonna. Ha- I don't think it's gonna happen. I'm just speaking hypotheticals here. Like, well, I mean, who's the favorite? Who's the favorite then? Like, is it is is it Utah's to lose? I mean, it's still the favor. I think of Utah right now. I think I still. I know the Clippers are Vegas betting, and I think the Clippers will win the next two in this series and six against the Mavs. The 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 Mavs sh- shit the bed. They had to win one of those games, but. Lakers will lose if AD's out for more than – he's out for game five, they said, for sure. He's out tonight for sure. And if he's out game six, the Lakers are done. I'm telling you because, I mean, say the Lakers do move on, it's a rematch. L.A. Denver. And Denver's sneaky, dude. Nah, that Denver, if AD's healthy, it's going to be Lake. in my opinion, it'll be Lakers and Clippers going facing head-to-head. Clippers are that, dude. When you really watch the Clippers play, like, they're really fucking good. Like, Clippers are really fucking good. I mean, forget PG and Kawhi. You got Rondo. You got more, Matif Morris. You got uh, Zubak, who's a very underrated center. who's a big bastard in the middle. Um, you got fucking, uh, God, who's, uh, they got, they got uh, um, uh, Pat Beverly, who I love. Yeah, I love Patrick Beverly. The Clippers are play nine, like eight, nine. They got Luke Kennard who plays very little, but he's just still slight. Like the Clippers are really good. But again, the, what happened? They were down 0-2 and Kawhi and Paul George stepped up and had, had big three, two, two games. You know, does Ben step up in game five, put up 26 without Joel and make me eat my words? That's what I'm saying. What if that happens? What if, what if Tobias, what if Tobias goes for like 38? Ben goes for 30. Yeah, hits all the foul shots. Did you hit your head? Did you hit your head? <laughs> um, hits hits a three. Hits a three. Yeah. I you know what though? Like hypnotize the fucking guy. I don't know. Do something. Like get this kid's head right. It's just disappointing. That, like, we got a guy. We, we have a superstar who's who's so aloof. Doesn't really talk to the media. Doesn't talk to the fans. Just. Uh, you know, and I get it. You can't win every game. And it's tough. I mean, we, we, I mean, 
We beat the Wizards three times in regular season. I mean, it's just tough to beat a team seven times in a row. It's so, just the way we lost. It's the way the whole what, game went down. If Bradley Beal and Russ went off, it's like, hey, man, two Hall of Famers are going off. They literally had the worst game of their, of their playoff careers and still beat us. Like, the two best players had their worst games of their playoff careers, and we couldn't beat them. Like, well, I mean, like I said, when you have guys like Robin Lopez hitting, like, ten hook shots on you. It's just their night. Talking Kareem on there, but no. Kareem. <laughs> but game I five, mean, you know, put, put their hook shots side by side. I, I could never tell, would never tell the difference. You're right. No, it just sucks that, like, Shake was a big part of this team, and now he's got the fucking yips. Yeah. It just, it just sucks that yep. this team. And, yeah, no, I guess, uh, no, but, I mean, game five, it's a new game. We'll see what happens. Go Sixers. Look, and the next time we record, we're going to be talking Sixers Hawks. Let's just – I'm putting it out there. It's, it's, we're going clo- to take care of business tomorrow. We're going to take care of business. Um, hey, if, um, if anyone's interested in following us, we actually are on the social media interwebs at ForfeitPod, um, on the Twitters, the Instas, the Facebooks. Um, there's no need for a LinkedIn, right? I mean – us, we're, we're, we're all we're interviewing as a group somewhere. We probably should have a LinkedIn page. This makes sense to connect with our media and brother, all the, all the corporations out there. Well, we got to stay in touch with Fox Sports One and ESPN. I mean, our our, our sister stations, you know, we mm-hmm. gotta, it's important networking. All colleagues. Yeah. Makes total sense. Jesse, what are you been smoking lately? Do you have a do Do you have a cigar up on the for the corner? Bring us on a positive note because I ruined our mojo this episode, and I apologize for my positivity. Um, I've been enjoying the Oliva cigars. Oliva, Oliva, Olivia, 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 yeah, Oliva, Oliva. Oliva. Yeah, second, I think it's Oliva, dude. There's not a second I. Sure. Oliva. It's quality smoke, dude. But I'm sure you have... You can cue one up for us. I'm sure you have some notes, chicken scratch, somewhere. So, for a cigar corner. Yeah, I can go off... To so, Bill's point, we need some positivity. We need a... We need... We need to round this episode out with make our fans happy, Jesse. Because I know I didn't. So there was a, a cigar that was the uh, Agonarosa Leaf Wavy Wafer. Mm. Uh, it was an aged ten month cigar, and um, it was slightly sweet. Um, and that's where the like the wavy wafer name came from. Wafer so, as in like a candy wafer. Like a candy wafer. Okay. Um, so it was almost like um chocolate, almost like a hazelnut or like a chocolate uh, like a chocolate syrup on the on the on the first third of the draw. Um and then it it got a, it started to it stayed fairly sweet for a while 
and then it you started to the flavor started to get a little um a little deeper a little pepper came through but then you started getting like almost like a like a soda flavor or like um a dark chocolate so like as the the cigar started to burn down um like when the, you when you when you when you reach that bitter phase of the cigar it it didn't get bitter it stayed creamy but like the flavor got more complex it was a uh, it was a really good cigar that i got from um from um provada i don't know if uh they're still if they open their club back up it's a it's fairly hard to get into but if you're into cigars um the Pravada is a ridiculously good value for what you get. He sends you three ridiculously good cigars every month with with uh, tasting notes on them. And then his online store does all kinds of um, really cool cigars. And then he does this um, th- uh, program through brick and mortars where he gets these ultra, ultra, ultra rare cigars and instead of keeping them for himself he sends them to brick and mortar stores and then puts the word out like hey go here and here and get this ultra rare cigar so he does that once a month on top of it so like in the past i've gotten he's he's done a um a cigar called the cookie monster which was really good he did a cigar called the um the cigabon he does these really crazy ultra limited run cigars. And it's like, you almost have to buy, I, I buy five of them at a time because once they're gone, they're gone. You can't ever get them again. So, um, this episode of forfeit brought to you by Provada. Provada. Provada cigars. But yeah, he's a, he's a good dude. Um, and he's, he sells great shit. And, uh, if anybody is into 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 cigars, there's a couple. There's two places in South Jersey that carry the um, the that are a part of that program. So there's the shop over in um, Heritage behind um, the the Promenade uh, over in um, Medford. Or whatever that, or Marlton. Marlton. And then there's a place almost out past um, out past uh, Pemberton Fort Dix called the Cigar Hub, I think it's called. And he's a he's a part of it too. Yo, I picked up one of those Pappy Van Winkle Rob- yeah. Robustos. So I'm good. saving that. I'm wow. saving that for a minute. Now I'm saving it. Well, not not too long, but um, maybe the first I've night. I got a couple other. I gotta, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna burn through the the Camacho. I got a couple other ones, but I'm saving oh, yeah, that I'm one. For the yes. final, the Sixers won't be playing in. What's up? Nothing. I'll, oh Nick. yeah, Brooklyn yeah, win. No, I'm just showing more shit. Yeah. You know, I've got a. No, if if the Sixers advance to the. Uh, to the finals, I'll buy them. I'll buy another one okay. because I'll probably have smoked the one I have now before that. Uh, I won't need to buy another one. I've got 
<laughs> I've got to buy a bunch of cigars because I've been, I've been just making a point of it, just going out as often as I can and um, having cigars when I can. So I've been, I've, I took a note like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm starting to run low. And I, and, you know, we keep talking about everybody coming over and doing a podcast over here and smoking cigars and drinking bourbon and eating some chicken wings. And, you know, now that everybody's got the shots, we need to stop talking about it and forfeit in the WD, the WD. And we need to make it happen and drink some bourbon and eat some wings and smoke some cigars. So listen to some thrash metal. Absolutely. Well, I, I mean, it'll be thrash, metal, thrash, metal, thrash, Drake, 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 thrash, metal, Drake, thrash, metal, thrash, metal, Drake, 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 thrash, metal, Drake. All night long. Yeah. The ladies are going to be happy. Hey, man. And we're all going to get, that same night, we're all going to get full back tattoos of Devonta Smith on our back, his head. Absolutely. Our backs. No, thanks. And we can, Matt, you can bring the, bring the dogs over. Matt, bring, um, or, or and uh, Bill, bring, uh, bring your girl over. Bring the Jesse's going to, Jesse's going to get the Alabama A on the top of his head. <laughs> Absolutely. And underneath and underneath his cranium in between his ears is gonna say in big bold letters, roll tide. Just like yep. the back of his neck. What would John do if we put a Carson Wentz tattoo of his face on his whole back? He like passes out. <laughs> we just tattooed Carson's big old head, like prison style. He didn't know for like three weeks, and then or like a couple, he doesn't even know if he's in the shower. And he's like, "The fuck is that?" No, but you don't. I took a bath of battery acid. You don't even tell him. You don't even tell him because like Becca would see it and she'd be like, "Oh, this is great," and she probably wouldn't say a word and just. He'd be walking around. People would be throwing shit at him. She hates Carson Wentz. She's I, a matters. I understand that there's, she hates real, You know, she's a real football fan. <laughs> we get so wrecked that Jesse just gets at the Alabama A on his head, just in all crimson red. No no other colors. Hey, but if if the Eagles tried to trade for Carson Wentz, trade back for him, would would Carson Wentz refuse to trade? Like, um, oh my God, like somebody like else did. Hey, listen, we're ending <laughs> this podcast on a positive note. Okay, we had a nice cigar review. We're gonna leave it at that. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna shut it down for Metal Matt, the J Lo, the Wild Bill, Bill. It's gonna get better, bro. The sun's gonna come out tomorrow. It's gonna be a beautiful day. They're gonna they're gonna win five, as Devonta Smith said, and um, Bill's gonna be back on the bandwagon. Fucking absolutely, screaming. absolutely. I hate him. Ten, I hate him. I hate him. Ben Johnson. Ten ninety. Hi, y'all. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. Everybody. God, I love this fucking song. Don't sit down. Everybody. Until next week. 76ers.